0: Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer
1: hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer.
2: We're in. This is it. It's all happening. It's really happening. Double Deuce. Double Deuce. Episode 118.
1: Yep. Damn. Damn. No no techno music today. No
2: techno music today. I'm sick of that
1: shit. Yeah. You've been doing it a lot of times. I did it so much.
2: I did it so much. I'm done with it. I just want us to have something real today. I want this to be a real heart-to-heart discussion. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get deep. I want to get deep in on you.
1: Why don't you you think that you can have a real deep heart-to-heart discussion with techno music?
2: Because last time we ended up talking about an alternative reality you that goes to an auditorium and watch people
1: try to fuck. Themselves. That wasn't an alternative reality. Yours was an alternate reality Or okay. your parents weren't <laughs> weren't as cool, and you had your foot. Stolen by a dog. Well, congratulations. You were paying attention to the last episode. I was.
2: All right. I was taking notes. Let's get deep today. Guess
1: what? I'll pay attention. I haven't started the timer yet, so we're <laughs>
2: going to be a little extra long today. It's all right. All right. We I have... think we were
1: last time, too. Remember... I don't think that happened because you you're fucking DJing your phone.
2: Remember, <laughs> I think remember last week when... Uh, you, when... Forget,
1: you forget I've got a timer,
2: too. When Jason <laughs> Keizer was with us? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's still here. Yep. I'm still here. They uh... won't let me out of the basement. Send help. <laughs> But here's an added bonus for the ladies. Uh-huh. Uh we've added uh freelance writer uh, mm-hmm. Lawrence uh, well part-time former Philly resident uh and and Lawrence cultural I think Lawrence cultural uh, what, do we, what? Observer. Um, Joel Mathis is here. I was hoping you were going to say Icon. Uh, well, Icon, Icon, uh, yeah, close. Yes, yeah. that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say Icon. Sure. You know, you're sure. well known about. Not God. that you've been talked
1: into it. Yeah, you're. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a persuasive icon. It's the most. Uh-huh.
2: It's the most honest when you tell me what I should tell. You call you, and then I say it. <laughs> no, no, that's. I think it's post just too All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. We're already doing really well. Uh, Joel. I. I asked if you would come to the podcast because I feel like sometimes we we just are silly, and, and I feel like you know you, you know you you you've got some important things to say. I'm um, earnest. You're earnest, and so I so think you want someone voice. to just bring the level down. I want to. I also to bring it down. I <laughs> want to bring it down. I want to <laughs> win. I want this shit to win, like best of Lords. Wait, right. am I a
3: very special episode? You are a very special
2: episode. And today we're going to talk about the things that happened... A week ago but happened today yeah yeah okay so um you because you were downtown for the uh the the drag the flag slash wave the flag march of the white nationalists, march of the white nationalists right. and then you went to the signing of a letter for you know, Saeed jamal Sayyid jamal yes yeah. um so it's a very very sort of lawrence political day no, for no, you really lawrence
3: day you know and um, as you mentioned, I spent eight years in Philadelphia after I left um, Lawrence and came back about a year and a half ago and really glad to be back in Lawrence, but it's kind of weird this time around because you, it's kind of easier for me maybe to see the flaws than the first time because I don't know if you remember I did the Cup of Joel blog back in, in my first days and I did a lot of what we love about Lawrence things and I, mm-hmm. and I did a lot of those kind of things and this time around I, I could Kind of see the the flaws a little more clearly. I still yeah. love the town, mm-hmm, Yeah. but you, you know, I, I just I remember it's Lawrence's best quality and its worst quality is is both is kind of its smug liberalism, mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of the place where you can check off your woke card if you went into Liberty Hall and saw "I am not your Negro" and then you're good for the year, right? Know. But and so, but on the other hand, you know, having said that, um. You know, word got out this morning via social media that there are a bunch of people downtown, white nationalists, I said, um, flying flags and generally being racist. And so, um, when I made it down there about noon, um, a couple interesting things happened. First of all, I think um, it was kind of a mixed-up story because um, I went and talked to some of these guys who were flying flags, and they were flying Confederate flags among their mm-hmm. um, amongst their their uh, American flags. So. The, that may have muddied their message a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to see. It's you know, also, I always,
1: I've never understood the weird, like, Confederate flag flying in Kansas. Where it's like, you're not,
3: not south.
1: You or haven't or in Lawrence, south, especially. Or, yeah, You know, yeah. this is
3: like, yeah. But anyway, so. I Sometimes
1: I you. see more Confederate flags in Kansas than I did growing up in Virginia. Whoa!
2: Reality check! <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Hashtag
2: reality check! <laughs>
0: Well, imagine so, the courage it takes to <laughs> boldly stand there with your Confederate flag amongst those who just aren't having it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, you know, you know, standing, they were
3: standing in front of Fuzzy's Tacos with viewers, uh-huh. and, you know, and, yeah. and also, you know, so that's, you know, it sounds to... like my kind of protest. <laughs>
2: well, you know, be real careful about coming out on the white nationalist side.
1: I mean, no, no, I'm I, just saying. I, I, I
2: understand. No, I understand. No, I'm
0: saying. I'm just saying. Gonna get painted with a certain brush. No, I'm, 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 I'm worried just... about when he edits this later and just gets that drop. Be real careful about coming down on the white nationalists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. I should I should grab that for the for the next uh, my next my like, episode to break them all up. Very much.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I talked to these guys and like they said they came out because they saw something on Reddit and I seen the link uh-huh. which, uh, called a, there was supposed to be a drag the flag. Um, demonstration it was supposed to be some kind of anti-cop thing where they were going to drag the American flag, and these guys said, "We're we're not having it." Mm-hmm. Which that, seems to be like a lot of the, the counter-protests
1: these days are based off of fake protests right. that weren't <laughs> what someone posted that we're going to happen that weren't actually going to happen. Generally, people who are just trying to stir shit up.
3: Well, it's it's almost like there, there's a problem with you, all this kind of starts to disappear up its own asshole because we're protesting mm-hmm. the protests that. Are protesting yeah. something that didn't happen. Yeah, um, and so um, and that can be the problem. Now, I, I I talked to a couple of these guys, and and they, and they said, and I said, the reason I'm not here is because the word's out that you guys are white nationalists. And they said, no, 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 no. I said, but you are. You have got this big giant Confederate don't tread on me flag here mm-hmm. that I'm or standing other. and he said, yeah, you understand how people? Oh, there's nothing racist about that. And he said, <laughs> That may confuse people a little bit
1: then, you know, but they... Especially, know. once again, when you're not in the South, where at least you have the arg- the, the the false heritage argument, right. where it's like, eh, hey, it's the, the thing we've done for a long time. It's like, yeah, it's a racist thing you've done for a long time, but I, I can see where you're coming from, at
3: least. There was, there was a guy standing across from him with a Black Lives Matter, matter sign, mm-hmm. and one went over and, like, we're, gonna, we're not saying... <sighs> You've heard was this?
0: this well, were they underneath the Blue Lives Matter flag?
3: There was a Blue Lives Matter yeah, flag, mm-hmm. but it's... You've heard that old David Cross routine about how hillbillies or rednecks sound the same no matter where they're from? Yeah. I'm from Bakersfield, California. Where are you from? Well, I'm from Judo. Well, mm-hmm. It was very much like that to some extent. I hate to be yeah. stereotypical, but on the other hand, they, they're, 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 they actually said... This guy walked over to Black Lives Matter guy and said... You know, we're not saying that black lives don't matter. We're saying all lives matter. And was like, well, that's not very helpful. Yeah. So.
2: hey, it's Ollie. Oliver's going to come join us for some, for some podcasting. Well, yep. He's got some opinions on what happened. Uncle happens. Joel's going to have to stop cursing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't stop on his account, right?
2: He's always going to teach you some new
0: ways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I won't name names, but we were hanging out last week watching the game, and someone just, you know, just as a test almost, asked their young, like, kind of five-year-old child, like, what's the worst swear you know? And he just went off, like, about seven or eight words deep before she's, like, covering his head, like, okay,
3: good, good, <laughs> good, good good test. <laughs> when my son was 18 months old, I, him and I were staying home together, and I, he was running across our wood floor, wiped out, smacked his face on the floor. And I, I was trying not to be one of these helicopter parents, so I just kind of stood there to see how he was going to react. He was going to pick himself up. I was going to be fine, not bother him. If he started crying, I was going to get rushed over and, you know, poor baby. Mm-hmm. But what happened was, smacked his face on the floor. There's a moment of silence. And then at the top of his lungs, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and, but with the, the real word. Uh-huh. And he was not saying whole sentences at this point, but he had managed a grammatically correct swear. Uh-huh, nice, nice. Which I giggled, and then I got concerned. Uh-huh. And the the downside of it was he didn't stop doing that for about two years.
1: <laughs> and
3: I got in a lot of trouble with his grandparents because they assumed that it came from me. And let's just say for the for, for the sake of my marriage that that did come from me. Sure, yeah, right but, right. but, you know, when your three year old's swearing in public because he's pissed, mm-hmm. even in Philadelphia, not so cool.
1: I would guess in certain circles in Philadelphia, it's, it depends on what he's cursing about.
3: No, he was just, whatever he was mad, mm-hmm. he was just, he'd just go straight for, for the F word. So even I mean, down for a I would guess like
1: general like maybe if the, if the Giants won and he was like fuck <laughs> yeah, it they'd be like right on man
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he really hated the Dallas Cowboys uh-huh.
1: so there you go like you should.
2: So, uh, uh, I, I had to, uh, go get Ollie for the latter half of the For those of you listening,
1: Ollie is currently trying to strangle Will with
2: his own <laughs> hoodie court. With my hoodie uh. cord. Um, so, so do we, we, do we finish up on the, on the downtown? Is there um, anything
3: else we really want to know about the downtown protest?
2: I don't know. I mean, I, feel I, like think, I think, I think that
3: the bottom line lesson is that, that just don't bring a confederate flag. If you really yeah. want to be patriotic. Especially if you're, if you're protesting,
1: a slight against the American flag. The, the worst way to do that is right. by flying a by Confederate the, flag. by
3: bringing the, bringing the flag of the traitors. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really basically matter.
2: like it, <laughs> yeah. Because
1: so like cool. it, you can, there's lots of like free speech arguments or belief arguments in the like about respecting the flag, but you can't make that argument when you're actively doing things that don't respect the flag but at have the
0: same a consistent time. Consistent ideology. Yeah. In your Oh, thank you. Like <laughs> you know, these are, I really feel like, I feel like that's a mess. It's a vanilla tree. Throughout the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll put it on a flag. It's, it's okay uh-huh. if
3: you're stupid. Just kind of try to be stupid the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the problem with stupidity is so often that it's unpredictability. Mm-hmm.
2: That if
1: we could just it's a dangerous cocktail. But there
2: I am, falling into that smug liberalism. <laughs> you, know? you do have a couple Prius. Oh, I've, I'm not sorry. I've got to go get my roost coffee. And... <laughs> Damn, I've just been rough on, like, the new... I, I love the, the, the restaurants and coffee shops and stuff. So I was mean to Hanks earlier, and I was mean in the last episode. I don't know if you're people. a mean. Well, I did say that they have artesian $18 jerky wallpaper.
1: Well, you're saying it would be cool if they did.
3: Yeah, that's true. So Yeah. <laughs> or, we should just watch Alex. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It's going to be a quiet podcast while we watch a child. That's <laughs> right. So, I want to take an opportunity actually, because okay. I, I feel like you guys maybe get down on Chad Lawhorn a little bit around here.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. See so yeah. dirt? Is that what this is about? <laughs> oh. No, no.
3: I am a former co worker with Chad Longhorn, and I still, just full disclosure, I still throw out a I throw out a piece of Journal World every now and again. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, and I know that Chad... So you're in the bag for... You're pro. I am, I am. You're, I am. you're
1: I, in the umbrella of Big Lawhorn.
3: I'm going to say I'm unabashedly pro-Chad Ch- Lawhorn, and yeah. I realize that makes me a minority uh, in minority. Right, right. Uh-huh. Um, but here's the thing. When I came back was right precisely when the paper was sold from the, the Simons family to the big publishing company from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Whatever the faults of his chicken shtick and his wife jokes and what whatnot, mm-hmm. he has held the paper together in a way that it, it was very difficult to do. Yeah, mm. yeah. right, Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. He agrees with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the paper is not what it was. The paper is not right. what it was. And mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that that's a frustrating thing, and we'd love to see something better from the Journal World. But the fact that there is still news coming out of it is to a large degree his, his, his efforts. So, well, I want to make that pitch for Chad. I, I, I,
2: I appreciate uh, mm-hmm. what you're saying. Um, I, I, I think that, that he um, has definitely been in charge when all of this stuff has happened. Uh, I, I think that uh the that was not a neutral
0: company.
2: He was in fact know, employed he by the company. He was employed by the company and, and was in an editorial role from that time that you said. Uh, I, I just I feel like there have been a combination of I feel like it's aggressively uh okay writing, almost as if to uh, act in defiance. Of quality oh writing, God, yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
2: and and it, which means that it is either he's doing it because he's so busy that he doesn't have any time to change his stick or think about it, but it is a little bit intentionally or not. It's basically sort of um, it just it just comes off as being I, I think a little disrespectful to. Uh, the people that he, uh, he's writing to, because it's like, oh, I'm trying to be all folks, you hometown people will just eat this up and love it. And it's also not very in keeping with the tone of the town. I mean, it's not, let's face it, it's not terribly woke. We're not a, we're <laughs> not a, know? we're not a
3: Keyhole kind of town. You know,
2: uh, this, it would be great in fucking Garden City, and there's nothing against Garden City, lovely town. Oh no, I'm from Dodge City, there's everything
0: wrong with Garden City. <laughs> but,
1: but, but for, but I think we're out of that, like... It's a beautiful town, but they res- they, re- they respect writing that doesn't respect your wife. <laughs> and I think, I think they, they've done
2: a few really good stories and they've done a few really good articles and I, I don't always uh, disagree with, with everything. I mean, I think it's a little...
1: I, I think it's a presentational think, argument versus a content argument. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like his stuff, especially it is an interesting way to find out about local business stuff going on, like places closing, places opening, things moving around, stuff like that. It, there's definitely, like, I still read them because there's definitely a, de- a, a value to them. But there's there's always bit there's... A, it's hard to get through an article without one cringe about something that he's mentioning or the joke that he's making. And
2: one cringe that could... Be
1: which I think Hur- hurts his, his, his... Yeah, hurts his writing overall in the reporting he's doing a little bit. It would be my take on him.
3: You know, it's tough these days, like, in newspapers, though, because, um... Obviously, the audience isn't what it was. It's true. Also,
1: yeah, it is a newspaper audience, so he's he's also not writing to So, us. so, so
3: people are trying to figure out well, like, Okay, how do you uh-huh. keep your audience? And one of the one of the ways that people are saying we need to keep an audience is to try and have more of a, a voice. Yeah. Now, whether those voices are whether
1: it's working or, great or not. Great yeah. or not.
3: I mean, I, I think that's kind of really the philosophy going on there, is because you know, you know, 15 years ago when I was writing for the Journal World. You know, a story that I wrote might sound like a story that Eric Westlanders wrote that might sound like a story that Scott Rothschild wrote. Mm-hmm. And there was just kind of this very... Um, personality Showing personality in the pages of the newspaper was verboten. Yeah. And, and now, and now as, as as papers kind of cast mm-hmm. about for survival... Well, I think, too,
1: as they definitely shift a certain presence online, that, that's definitely more of, a, I think, an online ethos of, like, people right. need to have a certain voice because it's... That, that's what brings people in well, more. Because it's not of, just you don't have, like, the online ideas. Like, you don't have the general overhead of the paper, like, that everyone in an area is going to be reading anyway right. to bring them in. So they're coming anyway. Don't try to ruffle feathers. Whereas online, it's like, I need, I need to bring people in by being me, by, like, having a voice. I feel like the, those two th- ideas are kind of now battling a little bit.
0: Well, I think they're trying to keep a certain line in terms of, They're not going out there and, you know, holding that All Lives Matter, you know, holding something super controversial. Uh He's presenting it in that folksy sort of way that, you know, highlights the misogyny in a negative way. (laughs) And, you know, puts puts kind of the paper in that position of are we going to support this individual? And if you look at it at that broader picture, I think, yeah, ultimately, they're going to pay who's selling papers. They want to maintain that voice. But I think he could probably make some efforts to avoid... Something. I just think about the, the editors that, that I have <laughs> really enjoyed, like Jason Perlis, <laughs>
2: and he manages to have a distinctive voice <laughs> while being intelligent, thoughtful, <laughs> and <laughs> not folksy <laughs> and and, and, I, and, I, and I think, and I also oh, yeah. think there are some mistakes There's in the in, the, in, the, in the, the decisions they've made, like the, with the Kate uh, Mejie-Lawrence Humane Society flip-off photo posting an anonymous uh, letter, printing uh, a whole article about an anonymous letter um, on the front page. On the front page, not covering uh, half of the Matt Herbert story—that it was Bob Shum who was booing Matt Herbert at that lecture—and because because Chad Lawhorn hates Matt Herbert, so he's trying to make him look bad. I mean, I think
3: these are. About did, Chad, did Chad write that story? Chad. Chad. Uh, Jeff was the editor that printed the article, but, it was, but did he know that at the time when the, the article was printed? Was the thing? I don't um, know. Yeah. Um. Well, the, the Kate Messy thing and the, the article was anonymous. Yeah. The, the, no, fair
2: enough. The, right, the, right. the Matt Herbert thing. I think it was Rochelle who wrote the uh, who wrote the actual story, but. Uh, but Matthew Herbert had told me that he called, uh, Chad Laura and, and was like, um, you know, I, I, this, this story is a not story and this is what happened and they, they didn't, didn't do anything about it because I just didn't like it. And so I, 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 feel like, uh, you know, we can, we can say that he's done a great job, an admirable job of keeping the ship afloat and I am willing to give you that he has been in charge while the ship has been afloat. But I don't think good decisions consecutively get made, and it makes it uh, both content-wise and uh, writing-style-wise very difficult for me to be
3: uh, a fan. It's interesting to bring up Jason Probst, though, because Probst isn't writing for a newspaper. No. He's (laughs) in Topeka now. And um, and part of that was because he saw the writing on the wall was going on at at the newspaper, and he he realized there wasn't going to be much room for him there. Yeah, and he, he was I think he was...
2: Yeah, they were consolidating and laying people off there as well. So you know, I, I think it's a hard industry.
3: Um, Part of the problem we're talking here about here is newspapers are always going to piss people off by virtue of any of a million decisions that are sometimes mistakes and sometimes deliberate decisions. Yeah. And then when you compound that with this era of dwindling resources and harder choices that be, get made, then, then those things kind of become even more magnified. Then and like. You know, there aren't as many copy editors, so, you know, the, the mm-hmm. chance of a stupid error slipping in the paper gets in, which yeah. undermines the trust, which which makes people mad, which then... And there's just a million things... And I, 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 I speak as somebody... I thought I was going to spend my life in newspapers. Yeah. I really did. I wanted to. I thought I was going to retire as some, you know, Kansas editor of some mid, mid-sized afternoon newspaper... Having spent 40 years in the, in the exact same spot, like a lot of people that I knew when I started my career, and it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't work out that way, and it couldn't have worked out that way in this era. No. And and so it, I reflexively, admittedly, defend people like Chad, and I reflexively defend almost any newspaper out there, even no matter what what kind of mistakes they're making, unless it's just like just a matter of aggressively fucking up, mm-hmm. um, because. Right now, the odds are so stacked against everybody in the, that career, and I just yeah, my
2: heart is just with with those people. And, no, no, and and, 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 and and I've always got that sense for you that, that that's really what you're defending more so than individual people is the, and, and I understand that and I get that. I I feel like coming from a performing arts background, theater, I very much get that. I mean, it's I talk about bad business model with dwindling resources <laughs> and no real chance of you know making a living doing it. Um, I, I, I guess you know. I, I guess the the that that you know. So so I, I don't have anything like intensely personal against Jabbar. I just am not a fan of his writing. And and no, and,
3: and I hear of that from a lot of people. and So I just I felt like uh, since so, so You guys were talking about Lawhorn when I came in last week. This week week's yeah. day is the podcast, um, mm-hmm. I thought I'd... Uh,
1: the, sec- the second one's all over the place, as far as time works, because, yeah, it's, the, it's coming out a week later, but we
0: record it right after the... Well, and isn't that the necessary step, is that there has to be that criticism of that which is... Absolutely, and absolutely, 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 and I, know, and I don't want to make it sound like
3: you shouldn't be criticizing John Lahr, and that's mm-hmm. not at all what I'm saying, it's just, I, you know, Chad's not going to... I, mean, I know him a little bit, I talk to him once in a while... Yeah.
2: Um
3: He's not a guy who's going to defend himself publicly, and I don't—I don't think he feels like that's his role. But there's—there's mm. uh, there's nobody else out there defending him either. And I just yeah. feel like, you know, I have a little bit of perspective on this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in that new Because I feel be like that's a hard uh, thing
1: to do—try to yeah. d- defend if it's your style that you're defending it comes up it's real hard that's a tightrope to walk I mean, right. I'm like I know you don't like what I do but this is what I do like that, that article as a hard article to write and not sound like just like I don't care what you say or well, and I, I respect
0: don't... the fact that he doesn't defend himself because yeah ultimately I don't think that would be appropriate Yeah. What it's is like, going yeah to that's begin? going up your
3: own ass at some point exactly right. yeah and yeah. so
0: hopefully the idea I guess would be that if he hears any criticisms and you know he, he looks at that uh, from his perspective of, well, maybe there are some things that I can adjust and start making changes. If he, you know, in that and decides that's something that's appropriate. Focusing specifically, you know, on the, the way editorial decisions made, as well as any of the, the misogyny that I think people. You know, I told you, Ruggers, we were gonna get deep, mm-hmm. and we did. <laughs> yeah,
2: deep in the
1: newspapers,
2: deep in so. the law <laughs> Balls deep in Lawhorn. That, uh,
3: that, that's clickbait right there. <laughs> Lawhorn in the po- the podcast title, and the- we'll see. We'll see if there's a if there's a, a jump in uh, yeah, in downloads.
2: Um, well, thank you, thank you, yeah. Joel. Do you have anything to plug real fast while you're here? You want to? Uh, uh, if you go
3: online right now to the Kansas Leadership Center, I actually have an article for the Kansas Leadership Center that's about Lawrence. And our shitty, shitty sidewalks. All <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, and about why we can't seem to do make just make the right decision to have good sidewalks in a town that progressive as this. Why why are we doing better? So there's an article in there about that. So check out the Kansas Leadership Center online, and you'll find that there.
0: Sounds and, good. For more information on the shitty sidewalks, check out the Comedy Mayor <laughs> LFK. Uh, I've posted the uh, Shell Silverstein take. On the, the sidewalk situation. Don't right forget to vote for us yeah, in Best of Lawrence yes. and also Guild Theater in that Best of Lawrence. What, what, what can we vote Ollie for? I don't know Most anything. Ollie, <coughs> best Ollie. You want to be Ollie? Best Ollie of Lawrence.
2: You want to say anything to the podcast people? Want to say bye bye? Bye bye. See, this has been Double Deuce. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. We've been uh, Double, Deuce. Double Deuce. Double
3: Deuce. I think that went really well. This has been Double Deuce
2: Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening to Double Deuce. We'd love to hear what you have to say. You can email us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com Find us on Twitter at, at Deuce Pod, or look us up on Facebook at Double Deuce Podcast. It's all pretty simple, right?
1: Yeah. Not sure how uh, you listen to us, but you can find us all over the place. iTunes and the Libsons and the Stitchers and, and the Google. I think it's Google Play. I don't know. There's other things, too. I found out. There's all kinds of places.
2: We're everywhere, man. Yeah. And, hey, we really
1: appreciate any
2: feedback, and it does really, really help if you could review and rate it Yeah. on iTunes in particular. Subscribe Subscribe and let people know about it. Mm-hmm. Your word of mouth is, tell, is worth a thousand. Tell your friends. Thousand mouths. Tell your mom. That are paid for. Your mom
1: likes podcasts. Yeah, Tell man, her. He likes your mom too. I love your mom. We both do. Double deuce.
2: <laughs> we are doing so well. <laughs>